It's Village Vice. I'm Zach Blagerby. He's Brad Law. And Brad, we have a starting quarterback named for the Auburn Tigers as they host UMass. In just a few weeks, your initial thoughts when the news and the reports were coming out and then when Hugh Freeze made it official earlier today. Yeah, Zach, my first thoughts were good for the team. Now they've got, what, 13 or 14 practices officially before uh, the first game of the year. And those yeah. practices are important for Peyton Thorne to be able to get those first team reps and to, to try and start to gel consistently to have more opportunities to do that with the first team offensive line and uh, receivers in the rotation and tight ends and running backs. It's just it's better. The earlier you can name your starting quarterback, I think the better position you're in. And Auburn is in that spot as of today. Yeah. And, and I'm a little surprised at how early they did name the starting quarterback, right? I expected yeah. this to happen sometime after Saturday with that second scrimmage. I expected it early next week with maybe some leaks and some reports coming out before then. But no, that wasn't the case. Do yeah. you think that means, hey, that's great for Peyton Thorne? Do you think it was a sense of urgency that Hugh Freeze put on himself? And he talked about that a little bit, right? He talked about yeah. how it was his gut and his gut's usually right. And I mean, he's pretty much nailed it with quarterbacks. Um, good, a uh, good old pat on the back to you, coach. You deserve it. But I, I was just surprised with the timing, Brad. Yeah, I, I was too a little bit. But then his comments in the press conference made that a little clearer right when he said that he thought Peyton was the guy going into the scrimmage but he thought that he was tentative or not tentative I'm sorry the opposite of tentative he thought he pressed too much at the scrimmage and that would jive right that would explain logically you go A to B that would explain some of the things we heard about the scrimmage some, mm. some overthrows and some maybe trying to make a throw that wasn't the, the best option in, in the route tree um, if a guy's pressing too much, those kind of things can happen. And Coach Freeze said in his in his presser today that um, he wants to see what Peyton does. He wanted to go ahead and do it now to see how he responds in this Saturday's scrimmage. The job's yours. You're still going to compete. You're still going to play with an edge. But when it comes to trying to win the job, go out there and, and play like it's your team. Yeah, I think... Um... I think that's going to be huge because you approach it differently. You don't approach it as, okay, how am I going to be better than these other quarterbacks? And how am I going to impress and better myself or better my standing in this position battle? It's then how can I move this offense more effectively? And it's right. probably, it was probably both of those things, but now it could just be one. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously you still want to make sure you're the best looking quarterback because you hope he's a competitor. You hope he brings that edge every single day, like you said. But yeah. I um, I like it. I'm surprised. I'm a big proponent of make the decisions as early as possible. I said that with the offensive line. Mm -hmm. I said it with quarterback. And it seems like most of the starters are kind of solidified now at this point. And I, I think it's great. Now, with, with multiple weeks before the season starts, um, I don't know. There's just not a whole lot of downside to this, in, in my opinion. I agree. And there is a definite change in mentality when the job is yours yeah, versus sure. competing for a job The you know, you you can keep your edge. But every mistake that you make with a team that's yours, you're going to be coached. All right. The, the way coaches are going to talk to you after you make that mistake, they're going to say, all right, you got to forget it. You got to put it behind you and and focus on the next play to a degree. You do that when you're battling for a job. But 
somewhere in the back of your mind, it's just human nature, Zach. And that's just not just true in athletics, but in any competitive environment. Totally. Um, if I make a mistake and I'm vying for a position, how, how is it going to affect me? If I'm an actor and I go audition for a part and I forget one of my lines, you know, it's different if I'm on set and we're rolling and all right, we'll try it again. Another take, another take. Here we go. Versus I may have just cost myself the job. Yeah, but I, I think any person overseeing an audition would give you whatever you ask for. I think you have a face for the screen, and I think you would <laughs> rock Hollywood, Brad Law. I don't think there's any question about it. So he did clarify that Robbie Ashford would have a role and would have packages if he handled it the right way, which I yeah. thought the fact that he needed to say that was a little interesting. Yep. So your takeaways for that? And he didn't mention it just once. He mentioned it twice, mm. that the way Robbie handles it. Um, and then was he, he talking the, to us or was he talking to Robbie Ashford when he said it? Right. That's a really good question. Hard to think, again, yeah. just using just using a lot. The simplest answer is usually the correct one, that it's probably weighted toward Robbie a little bit. And by the way, that's probably, logically, probably a conversation he's had one-on-one -on -one with Robbie as well. Um, he really went on and on about his athleticism, about his ability to be a dynamic player and a huge impact player on this team. But you do have to take the right emotional mindset into practice and into your preparation for, for these games. It has to be about how can I best help the team? One of the most beloved players of all time at Auburn is Cody Burns because mm. of the way he handled the 2009 quarterback competition. He didn't get the job, but he said, I will be here to do whatever it takes to support the team, including supporting the starting quarterback, Chris Todd, 100%. He's still beloved to this day because of the way he handled it. Yeah, and uh, Cody Burns would eventually score a touchdown in a national championship. I hope Robbie does that too, by the way. Well, I, yeah, I hope that happens for Robbie Ashford. Cody scored the first touchdown of that 2010 season. And he scored the first touchdown in the national championship game. Symbolism, yeah, he, something, something like that. And, and Robbie, uh, you do it too, brother. We're all yeah. rooting for you. We're all rooting you for go. you. Um, so does this change expectations for the season at all for you? It's a good question. I don't think so. Um, I, I think that, because well, I mean, we we expected him to win the job anyway, right? I don't yeah. think it really changes that frame of mind. At least it doesn't yeah. for me. Well, and because of the way Coach Freeze talked about the fact that. He thinks this team can win with any of the three quarterbacks. Do you and believe him? Um, yeah, I believe that he believes that. Yes. Okay. Um, I think that... You don't believe it, though? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think there's a reason you have a starter and a reason you have a number two and a reason you, you have a number three. I'm with you. Yeah. So, um, with you. But, I, but I do think that Robbie having a package and being a part of the offense, you know, I, I think the fact that Peyton and Robbie are a part of the game plan both. I think I kind of expected that going in. So no, I don't think it changes my expectations too much. I'm pretty high on this team anyway. Yeah. Um, so I no, this doesn't change anything for me. Over under snaps for Robbie Ashford in UMass. In UMass. So yeah. not per game on average for the year. No, just, just for UMass. the just for this just for the season opener. Uh I'll set well, it at I'll set it at I'll set it at 18 and a half. Okay, I'm going to go under. I'm I'm thinking the 12 to 14 range. That that's what I I think you could so see that would that, that would almost eliminate him then running the offense like as a backup. 
if you're taking yes. the under on 18 and a half. Yeah, it would. I, I think you're looking at special packages. And, and again, now this we just have to see how this coaching staff operates. Let's say Auburn gets up big on UMass. No disrespect to the Minutemen, but if Auburn handles business the way it should game one and there's a big lead, I think you see Holden. I think you see Holden actually run the offense. Wow. But Robbie has had a part to play in scoring for this team when the game is in the balance, when when it's not out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play yeah. vital snaps in vital situations. I, I mean, I love the idea of him when it's second and three, mm-hmm. you know, from the three yard line, second and goal going in from the three. I love putting Robbie Ashford in that situation. I love it. Yeah, I do too. And I love him in the zone read game. I love him in a bootleg uh, RPO type situation. Um, he's He is better throwing, frankly, I think Robbie's better throwing deep balls on the run than he is just standing in the pocket getting set. And kind of seems you know, like it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think he can absolutely be a weapon. Quick change situations too. Defense forces a, a, a turnover, midfield, quick change. Yeah. Uh, chaos. There's Robbie for a big strike. Yeah. Brad, help me with this because I'm having trouble with this. Okay. Football season's almost here. Yeah. There are so many picks to be made, and I just don't know the best place to go sometimes. Well, you got to go to lanceslock.com, oh. Zach, and uh, say, say it with me. Lanceslock.com. You at lanceslock.com. Thank Lance's you. Lock. Thank you. Yes. Put it in the comments if you don't mind. That'd be great to help me out. No question. Listen, right now uh, is the time to get the best price on the monthly and the annual packages uh, sign up today for the best deal, lanceslock.com. Yeah, and hey, look, we all want to look good and feel good at the same time. And you can get top-of-the-line golf gear and amazing hoodies by visiting roback.com. You can use code TNR, stands for the next round, TNR at checkout for 20% off. That's a lot, Brad Law. Yeah. That's a lot. Use code TNR for free shipping and 20% off on your first order at roback.com. That's spelled R H O. B-A-C-K.com. Use promo code TNR for 20% off. Frankly, when you look better, you play better. Uh, at least that's what people tell me. And so make sure you check out Roback. Yeah, that. I keep spending a lot of money, and I don't feel like my game has gotten a lot better. But still, okay. I look good. I look good, and that's yeah. all I can do. That's and the one thing I really feel like I can control. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So Hugh Freeze was asked about the wide receivers and yeah. also was was shocked. I mean, nothing makes you feel smaller as a program when your head coach is like, it's been how long till you've had a, since you've had a 1,000-yard wide receiver, which, I mean, it's true. The bar at wide receiver has been set so low historically, which is a shame. But he was asked about, like, uh, receivers that they feel confident would be in the rotation. And Brad, his response was, let's just read every wide receiver that's been practicing consistently throughout fall camp. The only names that he left off were Coy Moore and Malcolm Johnson Jr. And then he added the caveat that they've been hurt. Yeah. Cam Brown practiced Tuesday for the first time this fall camp. He's been hurt. I did find it interesting, though, Zach, as he's running the list, that three of the first four that he mentioned are returning guys. Uh, He mentioned Jay Fair. He mentioned uh, uh, Amari Kelly. And he mentioned uh, Javarius Johnson. And Javarius has been slowed at times here in the fall. But um, that mirrors a little bit what you've seen in the offensive line, that it's some of the returners who come in and go, you're not going to take my spot. I'm going to compete and I'm going to earn the playing time. But um, I think his standard for wide receivers is really high. So, and yeah. you can look back at his time at Ole Miss and, and the guys that went to the league from that position, the thousand yard receivers that he had at Ole Miss consistently. And 
yeah, I think there's a special emphasis put on big, strong, playmaking wide receivers. And I, I think that's coming, obviously. I think he added it to this team. There's a lot more height and, and physicality yeah. in the receiving core this year than there was a season ago. And he did. I, I think our takeaway from that is expect like 10 different receivers to play against UMass. Yeah, and that may be a normal thing for the first half of the season. Yeah. You know, and I mean, A&M may be a little different because I think once, you know, A&M, whatever your game plan is for Texas A&M, like you got to think that's what they think is truly best for the remainder of the year because that game is so important. Yeah. But, you know, that I think that's going to be really, really interesting. And you can make a case for all of these dudes, really. Of yeah. all the position groups where the depth chart is kind of shaken out the way it has up to this point in fall camp, I think, double checking myself, yeah, I think the one that I'm most surprised by is the wide receiving core. Because if you would have told me going into the fall camp that the starters we saw the most with the first team was Amari Kelly, Jay Fair, and Nick Mardner, I would not have believed you. I would have gone 0 for 3 on all of those, Brad Law. Yeah, I think I would too. And again, what kind of fan are you? Are you the fan that goes, well, those new guys just aren't aren't cutting it. They're not doing what we needed them to do. Yeah. Or is it what I alluded to before that you go, those those returning players go, all right, I'm up against it. If I don't get after it, my playing time's finished. These new guys are going to come in and I'm not giving up my spot so mm -hmm. easily. Um, I sure hope it's the latter and, and not the former because the team will be better. And, you know, it may be one of those kind of seasons where um, there's not, you know, I don't think anybody's predicting anybody in this receiving court to have a thousand yard season. Um, no. But you may see two or three guys with 600 yards and three or four touchdowns each. And you can win games that way. How many pass catchers get more than 300 yards this season? Hmm. That's a great question. Because uh, you I mean, can make shorter. the argument for a few, right? I you think Jair could. Shorter, Shane Hooks, Nick yeah, Martin. Yeah, I think Cam Brown. Cam uh, Brown's I, a tricky one for me because I feel like he's letting letting me down a little bit. I'm just well, being honest he, with you. I think he's been injured, though. So it's I don't know if that's his fault, right? Well, he, I mean, but I mean, is that going to turn into production? He was hurt well, in the spring, yeah. too. And yeah. so, like, at what point are you like, well, there's a bunch of other big body guys that can move well. Like, you know, at what point do you do you go with those guys? So, I don't know. I generally don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, that's true. I, Javarius Johnson's a guy I put on that list. Sure. I, I think he gets over 300. I think you can look at six. Kent, wow. That'd be wild. That'd be wild. Because so. you got to think a running back gets in that conversation, too. Like, Jarquez Hunter will probably be a 300-yard yeah. receiver, I would think. That he might be. To it. Yeah. yeah, he could get yeah, real the, close to it. The Rivaldo Fairweather's interesting too, but it's like you can't six three hundred yard receivers. Yeah. Like I just don't know. Like that's a lot. That's a lot. That, I mean, that's just not typically what we've seen. If that's the case, Auburn's gonna have a better season than a lot of people realize. If that's but the case, it would be consistent. Now, I mean, if you go back and look at some of the the stats from the Ole Miss teams under Hugh Freeze, mm -hmm. they didn't have six, seven, and eight guys, but but they spread it around. They did spread it around a fair amount. And if you do not have one bell cow at that position, one hoss that's going to go grab 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns, I mean, if you're not going to have that and you do plan on – here's my question. Is Auburn going to spread it around in the passing game enough to have that many guys? 
over 300 yards. I think they're going to so have to, unless unless some guy emerges, which I don't know how many like dudes are capable of that. Yeah, I think Jair Shorter is. I think Shane Hooks is. Nick Martiner physically is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Jay Fair or maybe Var, just because he's a little more explosive, but the, the slot receiver is so interesting because I don't know how you can feed Fair, Burton, and Johnson to all be yeah. like, statistically like very productive i think they could be impactful in a game yeah. but i don't know if they can be i guess like, we should say this that anywhere between six and nine players at receiver running back tight end are capable they're capable of 300 yard seasons or more if it's spread around that much but it goes back to the old adage there's only one ball and we talk about it with the running backs like you only have yeah. so many plays you only have so many plays in a game mm-hmm. yeah and, all right so i'm looking at no the equity. Yeah, I'm looking at the 2014 Ole Miss team. They went nine okay. and four this year. They had Cody Core go for 558, Auburn okay. High Product, I believe. Laquan Treadwell broke 600. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quincy Adebayo had 300. Vince okay. Sanders 696, so just shy of 700. Evan Ingram had 662. And that was four it. Guys at, four guys at 600 or more. So they spread 2,400 yards or 2,700 if you add yeah. the, the 300 in. Yeah. So, uh, again, if you don't yeah. have the 1,200-yard guy, if you don't have the Laquan Treadwell, then you spread those out to, to other guys. And Yeah. Yeah. That, that was uh, with again. Dr. Bo Wallace. You know, is, is Dr. Bo Wallace um, significantly different than Peyton Thorne? And, like, I don't think they're that much different. So, I don't know. I think the guys that he's throwing to are better. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. All right, let me hit you with this. Um, Peyton Thorne, 2023. If I say this sentence to you, just agree, disagree, or why. I would put Peyton Thorne, 2023. I would project him between Jarrett Stidham, 2017, and Jarrett Stidham, 2018. I'm cool with that. Like in between them? Yeah, I think so. I, I think there are a lot of similarities. If you go back and, and compare 21 Thorn and 22 Thorn, and then run that side by side with 17 Stidham and 18 Stidham. Yeah, there are a lot of similarities there. Uh, Auburn won more games in 18 than Michigan State won in 22. But there are a lot of other factors that go into it. So um, the 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 effect, the better year for Thorn. And the mm-hmm. better year for Stidham, they both had incredible production out of running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenneth Walker, Carryon Johnson, those guys yep. are both pretty good, those two years. So, you know, can Jarquez and Damari do that? And yeah. I think, Auburn, I think Auburn's running back situation is better in 2023 than it was in 17. 17 yes, was- I'd rather have Carryon than all of them, but... Collectively. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Who was Carrion's backup? Cam Martin. Yes, I would rather have this this running back room. Yeah, Cam Petway played some, but he wasn't available most of the year. So mm-hmm. it was Cam Martin, number two. I think Malik Miller was, you know, was a third or Malik fourth. Miller. Yeah. 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 No, I would man. rather have Auburn's top three backs than than the 2017 top three backs. Well, obviously, yeah. I think Carrion's the best of the six, but yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. As far as depth goes and impact, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Similarities on, on the offensive lines too, by the way, in in twenty uh, twenty three and twenty seventeen. But that that may be a topic for for another day. Sure, sure. 
So all in all, I mean, the offensive production is certainly going to be there. And, and I think what Peyton Thorne brings to this team from a moxie standpoint is exactly what they need because, you know, he, he posted a picture of himself stretching <laughs> on Instagram around when all these reports were coming out of him, like kind of doing like a peace sign or whatever. And it's like, okay, I like that. That's got some yeah. swag elements to it. But the thing I love most, just to kind of wrap up with quarterbacks here, Brad, is in so many games of college football, teams lose games, especially mm-hmm. on the road. And when you look at Auburn's 50-50 games, their toss-up games at A&M, at Arkansas, those are two very important games to me because I think you yeah. can beat the Mississippi schools at home. I agree. We'll lump at Cal and at Vandy in there too, just for the sake of the conversation. When you're on the road in these environments where everybody wants to beat you, I'm not too worried about Vandy's environment, but I think the other three definitely fall into it. You want a you want a quarterback whose floor is so high where like you're not going to shoot yourself in the foot and find yourself down seventeen nothing in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah, I think that's a really big part of it. And I think what Peyton Thorne brings to this battle with all these different receivers that have a bunch of question marks mm-hmm. is I just don't think you're going to find yourself out of it with ten minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and if you're on the road and you've got a good defense, and you've got an experienced quarterback with good coaches that can call plays effectively, and you're within a score with 10 minutes left to go in the game, that's all you can ask for Yeah. in this rebuilding year for Auburn football. And I think that's why Peyton Thorne won the job. Yep, I agree. I agree. The experience in big situations, big stadiums, hostile environments. He had one of his best games of the year last year at Washington. Uh, out in Seattle. Statistically, it was one of his best games. 323 yards, completed 71% of his passes, three touchdowns and an interception. And that was on the road. So yeah, yeah, I like the poise. I like the experience. And we talk about quarterbacks and and whether or not you need to play with emotion. Playing with emotion is fine, especially if you've just thrown a long touchdown pass and you're congratulating everybody. It's great. What happens when you throw the interception? What happens if there's a strip fumble from behind and you got to put it past you and you got to move on to the next play. And if there's a false start because the crowd has gotten involved. Yeah. Hey, okay. Next play. Let's go. Keep Brad, going. I got a, I got a call from somebody. It was after Auburn's third practice of fall camp. So mm-hmm. about a week and a half ago. And they were just kind of giving me updates on what stood out from them at practice. And I asked him, okay, give me, you know, I got to ask, give me an update on the quarterback situation. He's like, what has impressed me and the rest of the folks within the program is how dialed in he is. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get too high when he makes a good play and celebrate. And he doesn't get, his demeanor doesn't change either way, good or bad. When he throws a pick or makes a mistake, he's dialed in, focused on if it went well, why did it go well? If it went poorly, why did it go poorly? And moving on to the next rep and soaking everything in. And to me, that's what Hugh Freeze was looking for all along. I think that's why Hugh Freeze wanted somebody who was proven and as soon as he went into the portal, they went out and got this guy. That's why he was so involved in his recruitment to Auburn once he entered the portal from Michigan State. Yeah. And, that, and that's what he wanted. That's what he got. And that's why he was named starter against UMass. A lot of self-awareness from Peyton Thorne, too. He knew that he came in in May. He, he knew that he didn't go through spring and he had a long way to go. He had to ask a lot of questions. He had to put in extra work. He had to study more and cram. And yeah. to his credit, that's what he's done. It's worked. Yeah. It's worked. Um. All right, one word, one word, just to recap everything, tie it all in a nice, pretty bow, Brad. One word when all the reports came out 
that Peyton Thorne was going to be Auburn's starting quarterback in 2023, at least against UMass? Mm, that's a good question. And I love that we don't prepare these ahead of time because you get real, you know, you, you're going to get the real answer here. Um, I can go first while you're thinking if you want to yeah, stall a little longer. Because I've my, got the concept. I just can't boil it down to one word. So, yeah, you yeah, go first. Mine's hyphenated. I'm cheating a little bit. But I'm going to say on schedule. And I know we talked about how it was a little earlier than we expected, but this was the next part of the process. This was the next step of Auburn's fall camp. Yeah. Happened a little bit earlier than I thought. But the next thing Auburn needed to do for Hugh Freeze in this offense to take that next step to get ready for the 2023 season was this. So it's, it's the next thing on the list. It's on schedule. I uh, cheat a little bit because there is a hyphen in there, but that's what I'm going with. That's all right. I'm going to go with momentum uh, because now oh. the team knows. Now yeah. the quarterbacks know, coaches know, fans know. Peyton's the guy. Let's go. Let's, you know, let's ride. Let's let's go with it. Auburn family, let's ride. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah, I do like that because there was this kind of lingering cloud of like, Auburn fans getting mad at each other because they liked a quarterback or thought a quarterback was going to win. And it's like, we're all on the same page here. We're all on the same page. And so now that's done, right? That's behind okay. us. And I love that he even laid out that Robbie's going to be involved. That discussion yeah. is over. Now we get to focus on football. And yep. internally, they get to focus on making um, making the team as good as possible as uh, as they open in a few weeks against, uh, against UMass. Brad Law, where can people check out everything you've got going on, brother? Uh, Twitter, AU Brad Law. And uh, remember, Zach, we all have vices. Just make sure that Village Vice is one of yours. Uh, I think so. I absolutely think that's great advice at Village Vice. No, I'm sorry. I'm right. sorry. I wasn't cool. as smooth as you. I never am. But yes, and hey, we're uh, we're also, you know, we're obviously on YouTube. We're on the War Damn Pods page. Please click that subscribe button. We're coming at you four times a week, including live shows on Sunday. And also, all of these shows are posted at auburndaily.com, which is my website. is where all of my written work is as well. So until next time, be sure to click that subscribe button. And this has been Village Vice. Uh -huh.